Hey there, Astros fans. We have come to the end of the winter meetings, and some people might say it was a bit underwhelming as the Astros begin the winter meetings with a big splash and sign, signing Jose Abreu from the White Sox. We also know before this they re-signed Rafael Montero, and their big target came off the board today, not to them, to the St. Louis Cardinals. We're going to talk about this, Rule 5 draft, and what other free agents are out there. And is Christian Vasquez still a possibility? Let's go. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. Hello there and good evening. It is Wednesday evening, that's right. Or if you're listening on Thursday, it's December 8th, and the winter meetings have wrapped up. And as of right now, 8.01 p.m., the Houston Astros have not made any other moves. There is some movement in the free agent market with guys like Carlos Correa, famous Astros that used to be, and other names that have been added to the list. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Today's episode is brought to you by... Um, Bet online. Bet online is the place that you can get your bets, the odds and the props that you need. Bet online, where the game starts. And make sure you make Locked On Astros your first listen. Make sure you follow me at HM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure that you find that you follow the show at Locked On Astros on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, wherever you get your podcasts on Twitter. And Eric the Man Heisman at Eric Talkstros on Twitter and Eric Heisman on. Um, Instagram, I believe. So you can follow us anywhere. Basically, you pull up a social social media medium and we are there. I'm going solo tonight. Eric is out of pocket, but he will be back nonetheless. So don't worry about him. He is taking care of things. He put some notes in the note in the show notes tab for me. So I've got that ready and I've been prepping. I've been watching this all day as you have. And there's been a lot of movement. There's been a lot of things going on around Major League Baseball. This is definitely not a boring winter meetings. This has been rather exciting. But the Astros, you know, they did need to go do a whole lot. And I want to I want to temper people's expectations on success or what I call success or what others call success in the winter meetings. I, I think as fans, we are in such a consumer-driven market that we anticipate that the only way a team has a successful winter meetings is if they go out and just sign all the big names and spend all the money. And you're a billionaire. You've got money to spend. And I think there's been $302 million spent this this offseason. I'm sorry, $3.2 billion spent this offseason. And so it's, it's just been an insane amount of deals that we've seen go on. And um, those of y'all that are making comments about Ben Attendee here in the chat and Contreras, I'm going to get to those things. In our first segment, we're going to talk about why we didn't land Contreras. The second segment, we're going to talk about Sean Murphy and what it would take to possibly bring him to Houston, if that's something that you guys want to do. And also our third segment, actually, our second segment, we're going to include, we're going to talk about Conforto, Brantley, and Minatendi as a possibility as well. And then our third segment, we will hit on the Rule 5 draft. So the big news of the day, Aaron Judge goes to the Yankees, $360 million for nine years. That's a lot of dough in one player. He turned down a 10-year, $400 million contract from the Padres. Could you imagine that outfield? Juan Soto, Aaron Judge would have been nuts. Now. 
I'm seeing some news before we get to the Astros stuff. I'm seeing news that Carlos Correa is they are the Mets are in deep, not the Mets. The Twins are in deep with him right now. The Padres are in on Correa. The Giants have been talking to Correa. Um, face-to-face meetings are happening with various teams. So there's just a lot going on. Um, so let's get to Contreras. Why didn't the Astros sign Contreras? And I know some of y'all have already mentioned um, his 17.5 over five years. Um, and that's quite a bit. That's That seems to be a longer contract than what the Astros offered. So um, Chandler Rome today in his article mentions that the Astros made one three-year offer to Wilson Contreras. There's no other offer that's known right now. Now, it may come come out down the road that they offered something different. But, you know, you had quotes from Omar Lopez, who's going to be his coach in the World Baseball Classic, coming up that, you know, he said Contreras would be a good fit. He's a good guy. Um, he's a great hitter. It would It would work well in Houston. Well, that was before they got him. But if you know the current situation with the Astros right now, they say we want to upgrade at catcher, but what's going to happen to Martin Maldonado? Because let me tell you something. In the next segment, when we talk about Sean Mar- Sean Murphy. If you want to bring in Sean Murphy, you're not going to keep Maldonado. He's going to have to go somewhere else. But I think with the situation we are looking at, you have a possibility of now bringing Vasquez. Vasquez is one of the most um, prized free agents right now because he's one of the best offensive and defensive catchers out there on the market. Um, again, there's another guy that will that we'll bring into the mix later, but Maldi is in the final year of his contract. Okay. They have Lee and Diaz and some say Diaz has left Lee in the depth chart for the Houston Astros. So with that being said, are you now going to, about face and turn left or right and go with Vasquez or another one, Barnhart, who has been mentioned as well. But the possibilities may seem kind of endless. Yes, Barn, you know, Tucker Barnhart. But my thing is, has Maldonado's ship sailed? There's a lot of people that are out on him. Maldonado is still the captain of the clubhouse. Now, I saw an argument today on Twitter where someone said, yeah, but any team that has a decent catcher, you're going to hear the same thing about those catchers that you do Maldonado. And I guess you will, but and we need to get into that here in a second as, as I talk about this a little bit more. Um, the negotiations at these meetings aren't as simple as let's go sign this guy. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with people today. I want to sign this guy. I want to sign that guy. I don't think Wilson Contreras, for what you are going to have him for, for five years and 17 and a half, you're going to strap yourself to a guy for that long, and you still have Tucker that needs to be added to the books at some point and extended. And the more you add these higher dollar guys, I've got some lower dollar options. And um, when I get to talking about um, Brantley and them, I tell you right now, Vasquez is like market value. I just looked it up. It is not very much. It's like $5 million. I mean, um, this guy is a budget catcher. Um, He is a guy that can come in and he can bring veteran experience. Uh, He was with your team. You, this guy, he knows you. Um, He knows your pitchers. Um, So I want to know what you 
you think? Do you guys want Christian Vasquez back? A lot of people have said, let's bring back Christian Vasquez. I'm trying to pull up his, right now, his market value. Just making sure I'm quoting this right at $6.7 million. So you could pay him seven. Yes, if he takes a two or three year deal, I'm definitely taking him. Um, someone had mentioned Rodon. What do I think about Rodon? I think Rodon's going to end up in New York, believe it or not. I think the Yankees are tired of their fans slandering them, and they're going to, you're going to see them um, pivot to get another big pitchy name because outside of Severino and Cole, I guess Nestor Cortez, um, they need some more pitching. Um, they, they lost Jamison Talion. That was a big loss for them. I think they have lost some other pitcher or they, they brought back Tommy Canely. So that's good. But the Astros, you got to remember won 106 games. They have a great lineup top to bottom minus Maldonado's bat. They're going to fill the need somehow. I'm just wondering if we can bet on the fact that the A's would do a deal with the rival Houston Astros. And since we're talking about betting, I definitely want to mention BetOnline because BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find all those things that you need at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more like I do. I use my mobile device and I check in on the odds and props and see what is a smart bet for me. And let me tell you, it works out more times than not. So go to BetOnline.net. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. So let's get into the second segment here, Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy is a really interesting case to be made. And before I mention that, I do want to show this real quick. For those of y'all that are watching, if you're listening, I will share the words. But Justin Verlander, the made it official that he is a New York Met, and this is what he put up on his Instagram. He said, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being so positive, generous, and accepting. You made me and my family feel at home, and I'll always be grateful for that. We have all shared lots of amazing moments together since the trade in 2017. My family and I will forever cherish our time in the H and the memories created that will last a lifetime. And you know what? You cannot fault this guy for going after the money at the age that he's at. I mean, you and I both would have done that in a heartbeat. So... Thank you, Justin Verlander. See you. If we play you in the World Series, I really hope we beat your team, whoever you're playing for. Oh, well, if it's in the World Series, whoever he's playing for is the Mets. So, Sean Murphy, let's talk about Sean Murphy real quick. And then we're going to talk about the three left field options that um, that we know the Astros are in on, that it's been reported several times. Cedric Mullins, I don't know that we have enough capital to send their way. But Sean Murphy is going to garner, I'm going to give you two different package options. And I got this package option and I had to credit the people. I was in the spaces with Susie from Bourbon and Baseball. We had Larry the GM in there and a bunch of other people. And we were all talking about scenarios and what it would take to get a Sean Murphy. Um, 
So if you go to Major League Baseball trade values, okay, there's a website and they they give numbers of what someone's worth and their number goes higher if they have years of control um, is, is huge. If they don't, their number drops really, really low. So Sean Murphy, and I won't spend too much time on this, but I want to go over these two packages with y'all. Sean Murphy would garner one of these two scenarios. He's valued at a 51.3 according to this website, okay? There are two deals here. Deal number one, we would have to give up Jake Myers, Luis Garcia, and JP France for a total of 52.9 values. It's a slight overpay, but maybe sometimes you need to overpay a little bit if you value the person you're getting and if you have that need of the catcher position that is is a need because after this year, Martin Maldonado more than likely slides into a coaching role or whatever. So that's package number one. Package number two would be Chas McCormick, Colin Barber, Yanner Diaz, and JP France. Now, to me, those are big, big deals. Those are big ask. But if I were to get one of those two deals, I would part with Jake Myers before I would part with Chas McCormick. But if you part with Jake Myers, you got to part with Garcia and France. I think that's the one that takes the least risk because deal number two, McCormick, Barber, Diaz, and France, that's a lot. So look, here's the deal. And I can see some of y'all, some of y'all are like, hell no. Some of y'all are like, there's no way. But this is the conversation you have to have. When I see during trade deadlines or winter meetings, fans saying, just go pay or just go get, it's not that simple. And when a player has two years club control, they're not just going to give that up willy-nilly. And Oakland said, we want major league ready players. We don't want someone to develop down the road. We want people now. And so I just really think that that would be, I mean, if you want Sean Murphy, if he's your guy, you're going to have to give something up. So let's do this. Let's switch gears a little bit because we need to talk about left field and a left-handed batter. And the three names... And I'll get to Tucker, Tucker Barnhart here in a second. I'll kind of caveat back into that catching before we talk about Rule Five. Okay, <laughs> Jake Myers can't hit a beach ball. Poor guy had shoulder surgery, and the world hates him. Look, if Jake Myers can get back to the player that he was, then Jake Myers will have value, and you need Jake Myers to have value and to be able to play well, so that you can find um, a suitor for him if you're going to trade for him or whatever. So. The three names, and this is mentioned by Ken Rosenthal. This is mentioned by Chandler Rohn. This isn't just me pulling names out of my rear end. And I know these are names that we've heard before because we've talked about them on the show. You guys in the side chat have talked to us about it, okay? Left field is a priority. That is correct, Eric. And I apologize for not getting y'all's um, y'all's names and stuff up as often as I can. It's a little difficult not difficult, but it's a little more of a challenge for us to do this when we're solo. It would be so cool. It'd be a dream to have a producer in the background helping us with this. Um, yes, the catcher thing, I think I think the Barnhart guy makes plenty of sense because he's a free agent, and I'll get to that later. So the three names, number one is Conforto. Number two is Brantley. Number three is Benatendi. Now, if I'm saying my top priority and the person I want the most, it's going to be Brantley because he's here because, yes, he's coming off a brutal shoulder surgery. Some are saying he's not going to be able to throw a baseball worth the flip. Well, that's fine. Maybe he can hit. If he can hit and he can come off surgery and be healthy, 
That's the wait and see part. So we're not going to sign him, but he is 35. He's a five-time All-Star. He still hits for average. He hit for 288 last year. Um, and so we'll see when he comes back, will he still be able to end? I think he will still be able to hit because it's not like you're losing power, okay? So I have three different colors on these guys. I have Brantley with green, meaning I would definitely go get him. Because if I go to it, if I go to spoke, his value right now is eight million dollars. That's a bargain. You you paid you paid him, um, you know what was it sixteen million? Yeah, you paid him sixteen million two years in a row. You paid him fifteen nineteen. Um, so if you could get him at eight, why not get him at eight if he's if he's good? Okay, now. So he's green. I have a yellow. So I have a green, a yellow, and a red. The yellow is on Conforto's name. Okay? If you look at Conforto, and I'm going off of um, Spotrack. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say Spotrack, but it's Spotrack. S-P-O-T-R-E-C. It's a great website. And I think I'm going to reach out to the owner of this website because he's um, maybe a valuable asset. Now, Conforto had... Now, let me... Caution. He has an annual average salary of $20.7 million, okay? But that doesn't mean that we're going to pay him $20.7 million for one season. And the yellow comes in with his with his most recent injury, okay? He's 29. Um, he would offer the most power out of all these three. Um, in three straight seasons, um, he had 27 or more home runs from 2017 to 2019. He did hit that mark in 125 games in 2021. Um, however, hitting 232 with 14 home runs and 55 guys, 52 runs and a 729 OPS with the Mets. Off-season shoulder surgery, which is why when they kind of floated his name around saying he could be a DH in the playoffs, and a rejecting qualifying offer followed, Conforto out all season in 2022. So signing him would be a risk with the question mark of returning pop. Is his pop going to come back? So I have a green on Brantley. I have yellow on Conforto. And I have red on Benatendi. Now, I, I know a lot of y'all want Benatendi, okay? I know I think he would be a great bat. The only thing I don't know about Benatendi is what is he going to be asking, okay? Benatendi's 28. He was a first-time All-Star in 22. He hit 304 with five homers, 51 RBI, 772 OPS, and 126 games between the Royals and the Yankees. Okay. The Astros have to be smart here because they have Leon waiting in the wings. And if Leon is waiting in the wings, and well, I guess I guess these are all left fielders. They just need to play their cards right. Okay. If they get Benatendi. He, his value is up there a little bit more than these other guys. If you look at his, his value, well, it's 17 pay. So his value is less than Conforto, but I would say that get more than Conforto because he doesn't have an injury and he is 28 years old. So those are three options in left field that they've been looking at, okay? Um, and to go back to Tucker Barnhart, when we're talking about money here, when we're talking about... Um, spending smartly, spending wisely. 
Barnhart is that guy. I mean, when you look at this guy, his value right now, um, um, he basically, the last contract he signed was a four-year, $16 million contract with the Reds. It was his last big contract. The The Tigers took on $7.75 million of it this last year. Okay, so he had a, a, a basically a total of $21 million. They are not giving me his market value on this website, but he may be a bargain guy, and he may not garner that big of a demand of a salary. Not a great bat, but a good catcher. So, yeah, he's basically Maldi. That is that is really that's a really good way to say it. But if they're looking to upgrade someone younger, if they're looking to get someone in there more long term, and they don't necessarily have a whole lot of faith in Diaz and Lee, or if Diaz's long term goal is to move to first, well, maybe not first because we have a Brayu, but maybe they move him around. Look. The bottom line is this. The Houston Astros have a lot of question marks that they didn't really answer in the winter meetings. Now, some other Astros notes, okay? Alibnis Diaz signed with the Oakland A's. Uh, a friend of mine said, well, the Locked on A's guy, Jason, said, well, that's good for us. He can tell us all the Astros' secrets. And I said, well, he's you know, he, he's not Mike Fires, so he probably won't tell you a whole lot. So Alibnis Diaz is gone. What does that do? That opens the door for David Hensley. David Hensley, who knows, who has an eye for the strike zone, who knows how not to chase pitches in his short major league stint, showed us a very mature plate discipline. And Hensley can play every infield position uh, outside of catcher and pitcher and then every outfield position. So you've got a guy that replaces Diaz and he's a fraction of the cost of Diaz. So you've got Hensley coming in. Hensley can play some left. You're going to have Jordan playing some left. And if you go out and get Conforto and you take a flyer on him, maybe they, because they have to go through physicals, they have to see where this person is. Maybe Conforto's your guy. Brantley, I still think is, I don't want to say he's a lock, but I don't see Brantley going anywhere else. I haven't heard any interest in him at all. But, Oh, hey, thank you. I love when y'all go, yes, Brett, or yes, Eric. Sometimes y'all are like, hmm, what are you talking about? Um, Colin Barber is, he, you know, he lost a year because of COVID year. He probably won't be up this year. Um, Colin Barber still, I think, at least a season and a half or two away from really making an impact on this ball club. But Colin Barber is definitely an intriguing name for sure. Um so this is what Jay Roberts says. I'm still sore about the Conforto agent trying to trick us last September. Yeah, that was that was a little weird. That was strange. Um, but just just to go off what's going on out there, I mean, it's insane. Carlos Correa is talking to the Padres now. Um, he's been talking to the Giants. Um, he's talking to the Twins, and I'm hearing that he want that he's going to be getting 350 that's what they're asking for right now 350 so golly i just don't see how you give him that i it's just crazy and sorry to focus back on the astros who do you guys and girls want do you want benatendi do you want conforto do you want nemo i know a lot of people have talked about nemo but i think nemo is going to take a massive price tag 25 for five i'm sure or something like that, and do you want to pay him that? 
um, right here. Oh, this is a this is a good Astros question. Um, Jay asks, what do I think about the Dodgers statement on not signing Correa? Oh my gosh. I've got that and I've got a I've got a Seattle Mariners take as well because they're talking about us. Look, I, I guess good for the Dodgers. I mean, you've heard the phrase read the room, right? Look, if I was the Dodgers front office, there's no way in hell I would sign Carlos Correa. Not after what he said about Bellinger, not after the confrontation, the brush up between him and and you know you know, baby lip Joe Kelly. I just think the wounds and the scars are too deep. And that fan base is very passionate. Now, look, truth be known, if Carlos Correa were to go there and he hits a few game-winning home runs or hits a game-winning home run, he'll get in their good graces and they'll forget everything. But the ownership's listening to the fans. And I actually kind of think that's cool. Um, That makes a lot of sense of why they would, you know, do that. Someone's saying Nemo at 20. Now, if Nemo, if Nemo's liking, or if, if, if Nemo's willing to come here for for um, for 20, I don't think they're going to give him five. Someone said Nemo, four years, 100 million. That's, oof, I don't know, man. That's That seems like a lot, doesn't it? Four years, 100 million? That's, well, yeah, I mean, 25 is what he's going to be getting. Um, we'll see, you know. How are you liking the 50% off Astros gear? Oh, dude, I love that. I love the 50% off Astros gear. I haven't been taking advantage of it. I took advantage of some of it like this. I got this uh, hat right here, the World Series hat. I got the World Champions hat. I got this one for 30 bucks at Lids. That was nice. But hey, that doesn't translate over to the audio. Sorry, folks. People were admiring my Lids, and um, they were wondering about sales going on. So I <laughs> dropped in there. I got off track a little bit. Um, but I do want to transition over to our third segment, talk about the Rule 5 draft. Before I do that, um, I do want to remind you all to make, since you're making us your first listen, make your second listen, Locked On Sports Today, because Locked On Sports Today has you covered. It has all the best stories, all the headlines, stories, and instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, before we get on to the Rule 5 draft, I do want to say this. Seattle Mariners GM, I don't know if you heard his comments about the Astros, but he said, I really wish the Astros would go back to the National League at some point. I'm like, you sound like the Yankees. Like, remember when Aaron Boone and everybody started talking about how the Astros got lucky and the home run would have been out if it would have been here and they are making excuses of why we beat them? The Mariners GM literally said, I want the Astros to go back to the National League. Why would you say that in public? As a general manager, you basically told the entire world, you're inferior, or we are inferior to your team, the Astros. I just, I was surprised that he said that. Um, Jonathan asked this, Brett, or he makes statement, if if we don't sign another catcher, who do you think will be backup? I'm hearing, and this is nothing definitive, but I'm hearing that it's a real battle and that Diaz has climbed over Lee. And I don't know if it's because of his bat or his glove or his versatility. 
but I think Diaz is a better utility guy and can play other positions a little bit better than Lee. But Lee's got pop. Lee's got speed on the base path. So I won't know that till I get a look at him at spring training. And I'm actually going to be making my way to spring training this year. So let's look at the Rule 5 draft. So the Astros did not, okay, let me get this. The Astros didn't lose anyone in the Major League phase of the Rule 5 draft, and they didn't select anyone in the Major League Rule 5 draft. Now, last night, or the show before, I talked about guys that the Astros could get in the Major League draft, and they didn't get any of those guys. So that was kind of a moot point. So here's who the Astros lost. They lost Lane Henderson, right-handed pitcher, to Detroit. They lost Ernesto... um, Jaquez, a right-handed pitcher to the White Sox. They lost Jose Alvarez to the Cardinals, a catcher. And they lost Johander Martinez, utility infielder to Minnesota. This is who they gained. And I'm going to give you some, um, some, some details on these guys. Max Roberts. Let me see if you notice a, if you notice a pattern here. Max Roberts, left-handed relief pitcher from Seattle. Brian King, left-handed pitcher. Relief pitcher from Chicago Cubs. Manuel Urias, right-handed pitcher from Philly. And Luis Rodriguez, left-handed left-handed relief pitcher from the Chicago Cubs. They got Brian King and Rodriguez, both from the Cubs, left-handers. Max Roberts from Seattle, left-hander, and one right-hander. So here is what the reports read on these guys, okay? Brian King is from the Cubs system, 8.6 Ks per nine, 5.1 walks per nine, a 1.45 whip, 3.10 ERA in 90 minor league innings. He went to McNeese State um, and heard good things about this kid. All right. Another left-handed pitcher that they got, Luis Angel Rodriguez from the Cubs, 11.2 Ks per nine. Pretty impressive. 4.1 walks per nine, 1.1. 181 whip in 216 minor league innings. So he's definitely had the innings. Max Roberts, the left-handed pitcher from the Mariner system. He was a seventh round pick in 17, 10.4 Ks per nine, 4.5 walks per nine, 1.571 whip in 148 minor league innings. So that is some vitals on these guys. It seems like they got some decent people and Hey, there you go. Dusty's got his left-handers in the farm system. Um, You know, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up there tonight because there are some things that we haven't talked a whole lot about. (laughs) Thank you, Samoar. That's right. Move on from the baseballs. That's definitely something we did tonight. But we haven't gotten into it. But there are a lot of rule changes that are going to alter the game. Now, I will tell you this that I am prepping right now for our interview with Ryan Stanek coming up, I believe, next week. The date is not set in stone, but we have Ryan Stanek coming on next week. I believe we have Elvis Rodriguez, one of the Astros hitting player development instructors down in the Dominican Summer League, and hopefully we can get some others on this offseason. So thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Astros. Remember, guys, we are your team Every day, we are the guys that try to get you all the news in a 30 minute span and try to get you the best information. 
And thank you for making us the number one Astros podcast on the planet. And make sure, again, you make us your first listen and your second listen locked on today. You can get us or locked on today on any podcast app on Odyssey, on Spotify, on YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And hey, my mom showed up. She gave a thumbs up. Thanks for watching, mom. I appreciate you. I love you. And just know that we are here for you. Um, Talk to us through Twitter, through Instagram. Reach out to us. And we hope that we make your day better. Let's go Astros as we seek to find how they're going to continue to build this team that has one goal to win another title back-to-back seasons and get a world championship in 2023. For myself and everyone here at Locked on Astros, I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. It has been a pleasure. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me. You make the evening great, and you make this day keep going. So y'all have a good one, and go Strohs. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.